much love. If I could reach the stars, I'd give them all to you. Then you'd love me, love me, like you used to do. If I could turn back time, it's episode 17, season 5. Hi, Julie. That's, of course, Queer Icon Share. (laughs) Queer Icon Share for this week's episode, which is, we're here. We're queer. Get used to it. Uh, That doesn't rhyme. No, it doesn't. Um, But that's... If you've ever been to a feminist rally, you know we just like to put too many words in our chants. And then if you do it in Ottawa, they have to be bilingual chants. And then people don't understand the French ones. It's a whole thing. (laughs) So we're on brand here on Rapids Love. I was curious. Hey, hey. Ho, ho. Eating ass is the only ethical (laughs) consumption under capitalism. Yeah. (laughs) I was actually at a barbecue this weekend where... Like, mostly strangers, and yet we all bonded over how they're like, if I gotta hear one more goddamn hey, hey, (laughs) (laughs) And then when I was talking about the bilingual rallies, they were like, what do they do in the French one? And then someone's like, eh, eh, oh, oh. (laughs) And I was like, I can't even be mad because you're absolutely correct. (laughs) So, um, Yeah. (laughs) Um, this week we chose a theme that gave us a lot of liberty for exploration because we're here we're queer could be literally anything because the point is we're fucking everywhere oh what's that under your shoe oh it's a bisexual (laughs) what's that behind the curtain it's a ghost of a femme they're everywhere You're like, oh, I hear a rumbling in my engine. Pop the hood. Yas, queen! (laughs) It's like a a little twink that pops out of it. (laughs) Cuckoo! (laughs) Hey, girl! (laughs) (laughs) Well, um, that's kind of the energy and the spirit that I brought to my hunt for my book this week. Okay, okay. So... I wanted to find something that was uh, sapphic, as Gen Z would say, because uh, I've read a lot of, you know, gay men for Pride Month, and I'm like, want some yeah. sapphic, sweet, sweet sapphic love? <laughs> yeah. Whew, I found a book called For the First Time by Alison <gasps> oh Gray. God. Is it about virgins? <laughs> well... <laughs> <laughs> It was published in 2012 by a publisher that it says afterwards only publishes things in German. So I don't know if this was that like the author is in Germany or like that it was translated into English. It was not clear to me, Um, but it did not read as someone who was ESL. So it was well written. And the author, I don't know if they identify as queer. But she writes a lot of sapphic romance. So W4W romance. Um, I usually, when I read a book for this podcast, I make little notes as I go along. Um, And it's usually a couple pages of notes. This is half a page. Okay. Mm -hmm. So every morning for weeks, Melissa, a detective, 
sees a beautiful woman on her morning commute. She has a 43 minute commute every morning and every evening. And she sees this beautiful woman who's constantly wearing like a power suit with always like the top button undone. So like a little bit saucy and is always like on her phone, on her computer. Like she's just working, working, working. And she just keeps looking at her. And sometimes they'll like make eye contact and smile, but they don't say anything. They don't exchange any words. Then one day this woman is like, fuck it. So, the businesswoman is says, fuck this. I keep making eye contact with this bitch. I'm going to just talk to her. So she introduces herself as Kendra and says, I'm a, I'm a CD. Who are you? <clears throat> and I'm just going to read you what happens. <laughs> so I'm going to go right into my reenactment. Okay. Okay. <clears throat> so this is from Melissa's perspective. <clears throat> Oh my God, she's talking to me. Uh, hi, I'm Mel. Uh, I mean, Melissa, but my friends call me Mel. So, uh, usually everybody, not that everybody's my friend, but, uh, oh damn it. I'm babbling. My cheeks burn. Maybe if I smile now, I can rescue the situation. Oh, her hand. I take it in. Whoosh. Lightning runs through my body. Incredible. That's never happened to me before. Never. She lets go of my hand and gives me a puzzled smile. Probably because of my stupid introduction. Her gaze is still on me. Maybe I should say something. So, uh, you have a pretty long commute, too. What a stupid question. Of course she has a long commute. Actually, yes, it seems we have that in common. I smile. What else should I do? Today she's wearing a skirt, a knee-length one. It's black and perfectly complements her burgundy blouse. As usual, her top button is undone and... Oh, how her breasts... Oh, God, I'm staring at her breasts while she's looking at me. I have to say something, anything now. And her beautiful face is definitely higher than that. What do you do for a living, I ask? Is she grinning at me? I bet she caught me ogling her. I feel a blush creeping up my neck. Could the situation become any more embarrassing for me? I'm a CD in a full service agency. What the hell is a CD? Is she working in the music business? And what is a full service agency? I hesitate to ask, afraid to appear stupid. And you, Mel? She called me Mel, and her voice is so damn sexy. I hope my smile isn't too bright. <coughs> uh, I'm with the police department. Her eyebrows shoot up. You're a police officer? I'm a detective. That must be a demanding job. I nod. Kendra? Yes? What's a CD? I ask. Now she's smiling. How cute that looks. I'm a creative director. I'm responsible for commercials on TV and for complete advertising campaigns. I try to get customers to buy candy or elect politicians. Oh, so you also do public relations? Kendra shrugs. Sometimes. She leans forward. What exactly does a detective do? We talk the whole time till I have to get off the train. It was a pleasure to meet you, I say as we get up. See you tomorrow? You bet. For a moment, I can't move. Her smile enchants me, but then I remember that I really have to go. One last wave and I leave with a smile of my own. I can't wait for tomorrow. The end! <laughs> uh, oh! <laughs> that was steaming. <laughs> I, I was shook. I was shook because I just kept coming back to how it wasn't poorly written. It was like, it was fine. But what was the point? Hmm. Like, maybe like they only, like they only got through translation of the first chapter. (laughs) Maybe, maybe. I just, the Germans don't fuck around. Like they're, (laughs) 
They were a spicy people. They get right fucking to it. I, I don't know. I just was like fascinated by this book because I just kept thinking to myself, like, why would you even like, why would you read this? Is it just to get like a taste of the author? Because she does have like full length books out there. So maybe it's just like, this is a little sample of the way I write, but it was like, I, mm, Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I give it zero out of five for spice. There's zero accoutrement that I can attach to it because there was nothing. Absolutely nothing. Hmm. So, now you can see why I have one, two, three, five bullet points for my summary. Uh, that was my read this week. Uh, oh. Yeah. Uh, congratulations thank you um so when i say we're here we're queer i guess the the point is we're on public transit (laughs) and if you're gonna keep uh ogling someone on the bus just make a move you know what the the queers have a long history of oppression and um riding the bus in this story is just you know an extension of that sure I think you're generous, yeah. and I'll give you that. <laughs> this this book was a real thinker. Oh yeah, that's, that's that's something. <laughs> that's something. All right. Oh yeah. yeah. So oh, that right. was me. Not much to report. Mm-hmm. How about you? Uh, okay. Well, I read a book called Heart Haunt Havoc uh, by Freitas Moon. Uh, and Freitas Moon, pronounce they them, is a biracial, non-binary writer and diviner, which is like a witchy-woo thing. Okay. Uh, when they're not writing or divining, they're usually trying their hand at a recommended recipe, practicing a new language, or browsing their local bookstore. Ooh! Um, so I wanted to find a book with trans and or non-binary characters, uh, because I feel like you gotta search for it, and... Be- like to me we're here we're queer is about representation right like we're all we're here but we're together and i wanted i want i wanted that i wanted to i wanted trans folks in my books but i didn't want it to be over the top you know like i didn't want it, i didn't want it to be like well they're trans so they do trans things mm-hmm. so i found a book that is a romance but it's about an exorcism and witches and that's what I'm about. So this is the uh, perfect book for Renee. I'm so happy for yeah. you. This book had everything. <laughs> it had exorcisms. It had brujos. It had brujas. It had <laughs> Nordic witches. It had uh, ghosts. It had possession. It had a haunted house. It had everything except uh, graphic sex. It did not have that, but it did have sex. Okay. It did have that. It just had yeah, the cut to black went. variety? I mean, it it had a lot of the... It, it wasn't... It wasn't graphic the way where it's like, so he took out his huge fucking cock and then <laughs> sprayed his jizz all over the wall. It was like, eat it. Like, it wasn't like that. Okay. Um, it was a little more subtle. A little more subtle. So, um, you know, you were so quick with your, your stuff. I'm, I'm going to blow through it. So, my... <laughs> We got Colin. Colin uh, is an exorcist, um, but like not attached to the church anymore. And so they 
refer to themselves as a cleaner, which made me think of like the little old lady from Poltergeist who's like, this house is cleansed. It was my favorite. Like I aspire to be her. Truly the queer icon of the month, let's be real. Um, And uh, so he gets hired to um, go clean uh, this house and he meets Bishop, Bishop Martinez and Bishop uh, pronounce they them uh, is non-binary and um, it is their house is just riddled with ghosts right and uh, so it's Colin's job to get to the bottom of the ghosts and um, so I guess as it turns out uh, Bishop's ex-husband uh, tried to invoke like found out that they were a witch and tried to take their power or or learn some of their power and did that by trying to invoke um a demon like i don't know like a prince of hell or something and succeeded um but uh bishop ended up killing them and so now the house is haunted by this demon so throughout the story, you know, uh, Colin has to kind of get to the bottom of things, but Bishop doesn't want to tell him what's up. And of course, there's like this sexual chemistry. Um, and eventually they they do fuck. Um, and it's very much like the first time it's kind of fade to black. And I was like, that was that wasn't that wasn't worth my time. Um, and then uh like the next one is very spicy and you're like, Oh, okay. But it still wasn't graphic where it was like, and they fisted them. Like it, that didn't happen. <laughs> um, but it, it was still lovely. And then, uh, they, they meet a Nordic witch who decides she's going to help them, uh, purge the house of, of spirits. And then they have to, um, dig up the ex-husband's body. And so, literally what what's like the top shelf thing that gives a book a 10 out of 10 for me i'm not even gonna let you guess it's necromancy and this book had it 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 had necromancy and i was just like damn this book has everything um so they have to use the ex-husband's body as a vessel for when they do this uh purging and uh colin ends up like calling angels into his body and they perform the exorcism and you're like holy shit um and then uh yeah then then at the end of the book um colin gets a like is going through his emails and gets a letter from a mom who's like my son's a really sweet kid but he you know tortured a rabbit the other day and like stuff's fucky and i'm a good catholic woman and this doesn't feel right so there is going to be a sequel um yeah in september and uh i uh yeah i think i think it'll be all right this book wasn't as romantic as i would have liked i really would have liked it to be spicier um anyway so at the end of the book uh uh, colin gets this email and he's like i guess i gotta go i gotta take on this case and he's about to leave and then he comes back and he's like bishop join me and then bishop's like yep and so they go on the road together. So they'll be together in the next book, which I love. love um, so they had to like heal together. It was lovely. Very powerful dudes. Uh, big fan. So yeah, I mean, 
I kind of, listen, I kind of found this book boring in that I was waiting for them to fuck because they're both very attractive characters. <laughs> um, and had I gone into it just wanting a story, it was it was excellent because, like I said, it had everything and it was extremely well written. Um, but I, I would have liked more graphic fucking from these two gorgeous characters the cover of the book is fantastic it's really cool that's what kind of just about to ask you about that actually tell us about the cover renee uh i will pull it up it's got so it's got a haunted house in the background and then like these um like wolf jaws because the demon um has like like shows up in like a well-tailored suit and like a human body but then a wolf head so the cover has this big haunted house in the background and then we have colin who's like covered in like runes and angel scripture tattoos for like protection and then we have colin or um bishop who's the bottom of the gut like like their hands are covered in blood because that's like a big theme in the book is blood Blood. and they just look spice like spicy dudes like like spicy dudes in particular i colin colin is the spiciest dude in this story, but a great cover, big fan. Uh, and I, I had this book on my Kindle unlimited account for like ever and ever and ever. Um, but then today when I was like, I really want to find like a story about trans and non-binary folks, it was on the list. And I was like, Hey, I had that book. So I want, I got it. And it was really good. Um, if you like poltergeists, if you like, really gross ghosts if you like necromancy if you like grave robbing if you like brujas if you like angel powers if you like anything occulty this book's for you this book's for you uh yeah um i'm going to read the beginning of a sex scene uh because i think that that uh it's gonna be all right never do they describe penetration as an in-out situation though at the end there is a strap-on situation um but other other word other you know otherwise it's like they're juicy fingers and shit and at one point the the like demon is like it's like I can smell their cunt under your fingernails. And I was like, holy shit. I was like, that's a lot. <laughs> but I guess it's a demon. And if you've ever watched any sort of like exorcism footage, that's the kind of stuff that's coming out of their mouths. So anyway. Oh, also like the ex-husband. Also, okay. Bishop and his and their ex-husband are both ex-military. But um Lincoln Stone, who's the ex-husband, the dead demon guy. Uh, he was a piece of shit, which I was like, oh yeah, that, that tracks. But, uh, Bishop is not. Bishop is a sweet, sweet baby and deserves nothing but happiness. So. That's, so I, I know that doesn't describe the book, but it, it, it just imagine a haunted house and an exorcism <laughs> and, and fucking like it was great. Great descriptions of the ghosts, great descriptions of, uh, the unbridled angel power. And other uh, highlights uh, related to their magics, loved it. But I wouldn't, I wouldn't classify this as as a romance necessarily. It really was a book about a haunted house, and it had like the complication of romance more than anything. 
Does that make sense? Gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For yeah. sure. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So, um, okay. So in this part, uh, Colin and and Bishop have had to kind of like leave the house, and they're sitting in a car in a snowstorm. And Bishop's like, "Why didn't you come to my room last night?" Um, and this is set in Colorado. I don't. They don't. I don't know if they have distinct accents there. So I'm just gonna do the talking. All right. Into Here it. Here I go. Okay. Do I really terrify you? Bishop asked, their voice a weak thing in the confined space. Yes, it was an easy truth to tell. They furrowed their brows and let their lips peel apart, expression uh, falling from confusion to abrupt sadness. Why? Colin inhaled deeply and sighed through his nose. Because you're extraordinary, he said, and turned towards the passenger window. There was no use lying to them, no use attempting to dilute how he felt or skirt the edge of his intrigue. I tend to appreciate distance, but somehow... I haven't found the fortitude to stop wanting you. I think about you often when I'm awake, when I'm asleep, when I'm alone. Do you know what that's like? He huffed out an annoyed breath and glanced at Bishop, blushing hot. To find yourself trapped in an unexpected orbit? To know someone's power, to understand their pain, to get a glimpse of their heart? He met their wide, tense eyes. Before I slept with you, I daydreamed about you. Now that I've been with you, I'm consumed by you. How I feel about you, what I want from you, it's thrilling. It's excruciating. So yes, you terrify me, Bishop. Bishop stayed exceedingly still. They stared, expression unreadable, and let the silence grow. I'm a damn fool, Colin thought. His pulse quickened and he shifted his gaze to the window again. Stupid, childish idiot. The prayer candle landed in the cup holder and Bishop surged across the middle seat. They gripped Colin's cheek and turned his face towards them, seizing his mouth in a firm kiss. Colin remembered to breathe as he pawed at their waist, clumsy and eager in the cramped cab. For a moment, he couldn't recall a damn thing he'd said, only daydreamed, only consumed, only terrified. The truth ached in his chest how badly he craved them, how his desire for them had suffocated his lonely heart. Wanting to believe, wanted, uh, wanting and being wanted had been unimaginable, yet Bishop was there, crawling into his lap, sliding their thighs around his waist. They were there, prying at his lips, mouth still candle-hot and tinged with magic. There, surrounding him, holding on to him. Be scared of me, they rasped, breathing hard against his chin. But don't be afraid to touch me. And that was Heart Haunt Havoc. Yeah, it was great. I love this for you. It was great. It was great. I'm looking forward to the next one. I hope it's a little spicier, but I have no, no notes. No notes. This was an excellent story. That whoever wrote it know that if you are at home thinking of a story that's similar to this and you're like, how will my book find its people? Is there an audience for this book? There is. It's Renee. This is literally, take that book, add some spice. Renee will read five of those a day for the rest of her life. There is an audience for those books. Keep reading them, folks. It's Renee. She'll keep you in business. I will narrate I'll narrate your audiobook. Oh, I, it's fine. Love like, that. This, it was really, honestly, it was a really great story. And it was my own, like, looking for the spice that took it down a notch for me. But as a story on its own, it was phenomenal. So, and e- honestly, even the sex scenes were good. They just were uh, a little tamer. Little, yeah, a little tamer. I, I wanted, like, then his, his gross dick came out of his belly button and he slapped her in the face. Like, that's what I wanted. But <laughs> you know what? I set the bar way too low. And this author is classy. Can I say? Good for you. Yeah. Yeah. That's, uh, yeah. It was good. Yeah. That's my whole story. Well, 
Next episode is also something that you and I both adore. So it is the last official part of our pride theme. Although y'all know we're two queer women making a podcast about romance. So we're going to read lots of gay content throughout the year. But we're ending where most pride parades begin. Which is what, Renee? Dykes on bikes. Dykes on bikes. Dykes on bikes are iconic. They are... If I make um, like a pyramid of my sexual preferences, yeah. you know? Um, like what's his name's pyramid of needs or whatever? Um, yeah. Top of the list, dykes on bikes. Close second, sporty lesbians. But like truly Ooh. the peak... The peak of my sexual preferences is like, give me a bull dyke on a motorcycle. Woo! Woo! <laughs> I don't know my if we pyramid? have any fucking dykes on bikes like who listen to our podcast, but if so, DM us. Slide in Please the DMs. Do. <laughs> mm-hmm. Please do. My pyramid is like at the top. Uh, we got ghosts. <laughs> um, <laughs> under that, I've got um, men made... Oh, out of balloons. Um, oh then I've that got fucking episode haunts me. <laughs> oh, there's a sequel, and it's oh, called no! the sequel. And I'm gonna, I'm coming for it. Oh um, fuck, Christ! Yeah, I'm gonna also put um, cryptids in there, but like not like Jersey Devil, like not really animalistic ones. Like maybe a squatch, like Mothman for sure. Um, I'm also going to put virgins in there. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> now, the base of my sexual preference pyramid is just gingers across the board. Where, Gin- do, where do short kings fall? Um, short kings. Yeah, short kings. I, I think it's it's dykes on bikes. Sporty lesbians. Yeah. Femmes. Okay. Okay. Short kings. And yeah. then just gingers ginger man ginger woman ginger non-binary don't care love a ginger you don't you don't want to put a short king on the top of a pyramid because that'll (laughs) just make them too big for their britches you got to keep them in their place and they love it they love also i want to put nerds in mine because that is true and you've tried to sell me on nerds forever bless your heart i want i want like like a male identified like a fat nerd like, yum, yum, yum. they're gonna treat you so good because they're gonna recognize the queen in you and um they're gonna they're gonna treat you like like zelda they're just gonna love you and that's the energy i need in my life frankly and i mean you're a D master is that what it's called it's called a dungeon master dungeon Julie. master it's i apologize not a sexual thing um i mean it can't be if you roll like high enough but but yeah, so I mean, that's your jam. And I love that for you. I I mean, I'm not saying I would never, but it's not on my, uh, it's not on my sex pyramid, I have to say. It's I mean, a nerd, a nerd, you're, lo- you're looking at somebody who's imaginative. Mm-hmm. You're looking at somebody who's definitely funny, right? Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah. They're on the internet constantly. And if they're not an MRA, which would not fall on that pyramid, um, I mean, maybe at the bottom, like to be crushed by the pyramid, but like <laughs> they're going to, they're going to be reading, right. They're going to mm-hmm. be staying informed. They're going to be trying to do good. So they're, they're going to be a genuine ally. I think. Um, I love someone yeah. who's well-read. 
That's what I'm saying. love someone who's passionate about their interests. 100%. That's what nerds are, generally. Geeks, and like, geeks and, and they're nerds. patient. They're so patient because they're learning the rules to board games. They're painting miniatures. They're they're planning Ooh, that's true. huge and like huge campaigns of RPGs and and they're they're playing video games to get all of the achievements. Like these are patient people. And uh that's you know, really they true. just want to they just want to cuddle. They want to eat pizza in bed or or whatever and just and snuggle and they're good they're good folks. Not the MRAs. No, 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 no. not like gamer gate people, ones. but no, you're no, right, no. you're right. Because these are people who understand the value of putting in the time. Investing, yeah. investing in your passions, mm-hmm. investing in your relationships. I love that. And you know, I'm a homebody. Yeah. I travel a lot for my job, so people think that that's like my flavor, but I'm a homebody. I love to be home. In, I love my creature comforts. So, you know, you're you're not wrong. You're not wrong. I think for me, the turnoff is just, I do not have those interests. And so I just think we would have nothing in common because I, you know, I do like the occasional board game, but like, I don't want one that goes on for nine hours and I hate video games and I don't do RPGs and I don't watch anime and I don't like care about superheroes or comic books or whatever. But so I think that's where my like turnoff is. It's just like, that's cool for you. But I feel like we would have nothing to talk about. But you know, you're selling me on it in terms of all of the other factors. And also I said, I like, I like someone who's well-read. And as we're having this conversation, I'm realizing some of the book accounts that I follow on Instagram are like nerdy fucking dudes who read like really interesting nonfiction about history and culture and all this stuff there's one in particular that i'm thinking of right now i follow him and i'm like i love your book recommendations they're always incredible so who knows I just really love like i love talking about my special interests like it nothing makes me happier because i feel like i'm i'm educating people and it's also like i'm sharing something that i'm really excited about but i also love hearing about people's special interests so like when they're excited about something they know a lot about like like if you're if you got the tism and you want to talk to me about trains and you're okay meet with me talking to you about my conspiracy theory about the island of Sodor and how like the trains are actually trapped and and Sir Topham Hat's a necromancer, like I I'm here for that. And I would listen to you all day and I would talk to you all day. Like that is a good time. Um so it's like I don't I don't I don't need to share your interests to be excited about them with you. So No, you're absolutely correct and it's true. I'm with you. Like there's that meme that circulates every once in a while about how like there's nothing sadder than watching someone get really excited about something and then watching someone else like dismiss them. And it's true. Yes. Like when even if I know nothing, like if someone we have a mutual friend who loves tall ships, loves a tall ship, I am like sure. I like boats, but like she is fucking stoked for tall ships. And I like, so then you get stoked for tall ships because it's infectious. People's passion is infectious. I like truly like no joke, dead ass. Like my biggest green flag, both relationship wise, but also romantic, like really like friendships, platonic, whatever is like joie de vivre. Like, people who have, like, a lust for life or a lust for, like, their particular passion. I don't care if it's fucking soccer or, like, playing Risk or whatever. You know, like, people who get (laughs) stoked about something. Ooh, nothing turns me off more than someone who's like, nah. Like, if your whole energy towards life and all of your the things that you do is, like, a shrug emoji, 
Not a fan. Thumbs down from me. So, you know, you're selling me on nerds. So here, I'm putting it out there. If you're a dyke on a bike, slide into our <laughs> DMs. If you're a feminist nerd, all right, we'll encourage you to slide in the old DMs. If you say anything about, well, actually, related to feminism, I'll fucking kick you to the curb. But otherwise, shoot your shot. We're here for it. Yeah. Neither of us were bullies in high school, so you don't got to worry about us. Absolutely not. I, I was a bully to my little brother, but that's like a psychological, like, parentification situation. And I've regretted it every day since. But um, it's, you know what I think is really interesting is that you have, like, you're all like, joie de vie. And I'm like, I have a lust for death. Like, oh, no, 100%. I, I, too, am strange and unusual. And I <laughs> want to bring people back from the dead and I, all that fun stuff. And I, I love this, like, odd couple energy we have. Oh, all of those fucking memes about how, like, the ideal relationship <laughs> is a golden retriever and a black cat. I'm like, that's us. <laughs> like, Aww, the, I get to be the kitty cat. You get to meow, be meow, the meow. black cat. I picture you as that cat Salem from Sabrina the Teenage Witch. Just, like, filing its nails while, like, Sabrina does what it does. Like, that's you. You're the sassy. Well, that was actually a warlock who was sentenced <laughs> to uh, living as a cat. So, like, not a real cat. <laughs> and if I were a cat, I would be a calico cat because they're the, they're the superior cat. Um, just in case, like, in case you're wondering. Um, I was wondering, so thank like, you. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm not – I'm not uh, – I wouldn't be a person trapped in a cat's body because I, I can't deal with that identity crisis absolutely not you would be absolutely sure you're just truly a black cat and twice this year two separate people have referenced me as a golden retriever (laughs) and so um i like this is us i this is us we are the golden retriever black cat duo and it's why we are unstoppable um and it's why we're like milo and otis (laughs) exactly Exactly. And so, I mean, We're like homeward bound. Ugh, try to slide into our DMs, but know that we are an unstoppable duo. So, uh, only the brave need apply. But um, I'm so. That's not true. You can be really scared and you can still message us. It's, I'll, I'm here for it. <laughs> it's true. It's Just true. come at me with a fun fact. And, Ooh, and yeah. We'll be best friend. Give me a fun yeah. quip and I'm here for it. I mean, how many times have I said on this podcast that my favorite part of a romance is good banter? love good banter love some witty banter so and how many times have i said that my favorite part is the ovipostor <laughs> at least for the once at least at least thrice at least oh lord well we are excited to see where dykes and bikes will take us next week and then weeks after that we're not going anywhere we've got lots of stuff in the chamber for y'all uh thank you for continuing to listen to us it's it always tickles me when someone messages me, like me directly or like a friend in person will be like, oh my God, how did you keep a straight face while Renee was talking about getting pounded by the pound or like, oh my God, I was laughing so hard at this. So anyways, I'm still just tickled after all this time that people still listen to our shenanigans. So thanks for joining us. Yeah, folks. we we passed 17,000 downloads Woo! on episode 17, season five. We passed 17,000 downloads. So Thank you. I mean, I'm going to say like 14,000 is me uh, on different <laughs> accounts, but uh, that's just, just for numbers, you know, because everything's a game to me. Um, 
and, no, and people, numbers don't lie. People, no, I, I don't actually do that. <laughs> people love us, and I and it's just it's so sweet to me. And so, um, thanks everybody, and uh, join Thank us you. next week where we are going to uh, explore Head out on the highway, <laughs> exactly, and explore <laughs> the peak of Julie's sexual pyramid. We'll see where that takes us. Oh boy. Oh boy. <laughs> oh boy. Okay. Well, I love you and this was always this is a treat as always. As always, love you too, bud. I love you. Do you wanna do your thing, you know, get on the highway, <laughs> get that motor running? With so much enthusiasm from your part. <clears throat> I will bring the golden retriever energy to this. Woo! Meow meow meow. Ravage love. Ravage love! Bye. Bye. Artwork for the show is created by Karen McKnight. Very special thanks to Josh Shenfield for production assistance. You can find Josh on Instagram at Fushigiyami. That's F-U-S-H-I-G-I-Y-A-M-I on Instagram. Connect with us at Ravage Love on Instagram and Twitter or by email at ravagelove.podcast at gmail.com. What the hell is that? Rainbows, tank tops, empowerment. This is the Gay Pride Parade. Woohoo! We're here. We're queer. Get used to it. You do this every year. We are used to it. Spoil sport.